Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are talking about planned cities because we just visited one, which is, of course, Brasilia, the capital of Brazil, which was only built in the 1960s. And it's, I guess, noteworthy about Brasilia is that the two cities that it gets compared to in the world, which are also the two cities that are mentioned in our guidebook when they introduce Brasilia, are the two capitals of our respective countries, which are Washington, D.C. in the United States for you and Canberra in Australia for me. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we'll compare them a little bit later on. But to begin with, what were your impressions of Brasilia? Um, well... Let me start by saying that I didn't really expect to like Brasilia, um, and I didn't like it very much, I have to say. Um, I mean, I much prefer old styles of architecture, so I prefer the colonial cities in Brazil, like San Luis and Recife, and others that we're planning to visit later on that I'm sure I'll also love. Um, I don't really like modern architecture. I don't find it very attractive. And um, I just... Brasilia seems like a really strange place to me. Um, I just got a very weird vibe while I was there. And a lot of it was circumstantial as well. Um, it was raining for pretty much the whole time that we were there. So that definitely influenced the way that I saw the city. We probably would have seen more of the city if it hadn't been raining so much. And then we ended up staying in this very strange hotel. <laughs> and I, uh, I won't go into the details, but so all of that kind of, you know, compounded and made it to be not a particularly pleasant experience. But uh, what did you think? No, I agree, for sure. Um, I mean, firstly, we weren't even necessarily planning to go to Brasilia at all. Um, but when we came back into Brazil, into the Pantanal, to get to where we were trying to get to, it just made sense to go to Brasilia. And because the distances are very long, we decided to just rest there a couple of days um, because it took us, I think, 27 hours to get there by bus. And then the next bus from Brasilia took 39 hours. Um, so it was definitely a, a good place to break up the journey. You know... Planned cities have certain reputations for being quite sterile, quite soulless, a bit too ordered and organized. And yeah, I mean, we saw that with Brasilia. So I'm probably even more than you a fan of, of history and old architecture and things like that. And in Brasilia, of course, you have none of that. Mm -hmm. um, so no, certainly it wasn't a, a great place for me either. Did you? Was it like you thought it would be? Mm. No, I think it was probably worse than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, well, it's a place that's made for cars and not for pedestrians, um, which is the case in most cities in the United States where I'm from. And so that's one of the things that I really like about living in Europe is that the cities were built a long time ago. They were built before cars. And so... If you're in the center of the city, you can usually walk around to get to 
all the places that you want to go to, whereas in Brasilia that, that wasn't the case. There was very little that was in within walking distance of where we were staying, even though we were staying you know, in the center of the city. So that's annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not a historical core or, or the central core where everything that you might want to visit is right nearby. And that's obviously what you can do with the planned city is that you can spread things out more. So, yeah, we walked, we had to walk a long way to get to certain things. I will say, though, on the other hand, that there were good footpaths. Yeah. Uh, so that's something. Basically, I mean, Brasilia is laid out in a very planned way. And so these the larger roads are all kind of parallel to each other. And one thing that they did, which I did really quite like on these larger roads, was that on the side of the road you had a, a kind of patch of grass and then a little bit in from that you had a footpath and then more grass before the buildings started. So there was quite a, a large gap between the roads and the buildings and there are also quite a lot of trees in, in those areas and so we got to you know walk on these footpaths you know not right up against the cars and there were some mm -hmm. trees around so that was okay. Yeah that's true. Um, yeah I mean it's built for cars but I guess they do also try to you know keep the pedestrians in mind as well and they do create these nice sidewalks or footpaths for pedestrians but it's just the distances that make it really difficult if you're trying to actually get around just on foot. And so as you said we perhaps didn't go and see everything that we might have because it was raining and because we were tired from the bus and because we only really spent a day and a half there. Um, probably the most famous of the modern architecture sites there is the cathedral, mm -hmm. which is not at all as you would imagine a normal cathedral or a historic cathedral. It's a very striking modern building and it's hard to describe. Maybe you can have a better go at it than me. Um, well, it's covered in um, windows, basically. Stained glass windows make up pretty much you know, all of the walls. So it, it lets in lots of light in that way. And it's it's quite an interesting building from the inside. And we saw another church like that as well, that we just happened to pass by by accident. I didn't know anything about it. Um, but that was also completely covered in stained glass windows. And that was really beautiful. I That was my favorite thing that we saw in Brasilia was this other chapel. It's called the chapel of Don Bosco, I believe. Um, and so, I mean, the stained glass windows, you know, they weren't like the ones you see in a historic cathedral. They were modern. You could tell that they were modern, but they were made of uh, different shades of blue and uh, it just made a very peaceful setting inside uh, when you're surrounded by all this stained glass, this colored glass. Um, so yeah, I did enjoy both of those two buildings, those are really the only ones that we visited on the inside. Um, but just looking at some of the other modern architecture from the outside, some of these buildings that are, you know, supposed to be the highlights of Brasilia, and I just think they're really ugly. Yeah, I agree. So thinking about comparing Brasilia with these other planned cities, now you haven't actually been to Washington, D.C. No, I have not. Um, but I have, and I also used to live in Canberra because I went to university there for three years. Um, and so going to Brasilia, yeah, it, it made me think a little bit about these other cities. And, you know, I think, there, I think Brasilia is more different 
from other typical cities in Brazil than in those other two cases. Mm. And I think there's probably two reasons for that. And the first is that Brazil is still a developing country. It's developed quite a lot, quite quickly in the last few decades, but certainly going back to the 1960s when Brasilia was built, it was a developing country. And so what that has meant is that in terms of things like security, infrastructure, services, I'm sure those things are all much better and greater in Brasilia than perhaps in some other cities. And Brazil is known for being a little bit dangerous. And so you can kind of imagine that a Brazilian could come from another city to Brasilia and think, wow, this actually could be a model city that for you know Brazilians to live in. And I think if you look at Canberra, nobody thinks that um, because it's already in a developed country. So these services and facilities are no better than in Sydney or Melbourne or anywhere else. And so you just think, okay, it's a similar level of development and infrastructure as these other cities, but it's just far less interesting and, mm. and you know, it doesn't have character or ambiance or anything like that. Um, and then the other thing is that, as we've talked about before, especially in our episode about Sao Paulo, Brazil is so dynamic, it's so vibrant, there's so much music everywhere, there's so many people, and there's so much activity on the street, and it's such mm -hmm. an amazing culture. And in Brasilia, there's nothing like that. Yeah, and that really is a huge contrast, because in other cities, anywhere you go in Brazil, you hear music everywhere. Uh, lots of times we've come across um, musicians and different kinds of drumming um, performances and things on the street, all different kinds of music. And it just seems like there's always something happening. And yeah, in Brasilia, nothing was happening. Granted, it was raining, so maybe that was part of it. But I also think that those kinds of things just don't happen there. Yeah, and we had come into Brazil from or in the Pantanal, we'd come from Bolivia, and when we were in Bolivia and Paraguay, you know, we thought, oh, it'd be great when we get back to Brazil. And in the Pantanal, of course, you're, you're in this rural area, so it doesn't really feel exactly like Brazil. And we got to Brazilia, and we're like, oh, this isn't Brazil either. Like, yeah. where is this Brazil that we've been trying to get back to? Yeah. And then eventually we found it when we went to the northeast, um, to these colonial cities, and that's what we'll talk about next time. Great. And we will have lots more positive things to say about that. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.